everyone. Welcome back to Let's Talk About It. I'm Megan. And I'm Jackie. And today, Jackie is going to be talking about the journey of healing or how healing is the valley of death. So I have the privilege and joy of interviewing her today as she talks through this experience. So Jackie, why is it that you wanted to talk about this or what inspired you to talk about this? Yeah, so healing is something that recently I've been going through a lot of. (laughs) I went through a really, really hard period um, at the end of last year and the beginning of this year. And as I was healing, there was just so much I was learning about the journey of healing and the process. And I listened to a really, really good series on healing on the podcast. It's called The Place We Find Ourselves, hosted by a counselor, Adam Young. And as I was listening to it, I was just realizing that my own experience of healing that I was cur- like currently going through was very much was in line with what he was saying. And I was like, wow, this is really beautiful. This would have been great to hear before I was going through this. There was so much that I learned that might have made my journey easier. But as you've said with the title, healing is the valley of death. So it, it's not easy, but it is does make it more bearable when you can kind of understand what you're going through and have you know, more wisdom before going into the process. Yeah, and I think that's so important to talk about because a lot of times when people hear healing, you see that as, you know, opposite of suffering, right? So like, oh, I went through the suffering and now I'm healing. So the healing is like the beautiful, good feeling part. Um, But as we all probably can say from experience, that's not the case at all. So could you speak a little into what that looks like? So I will be referencing a lot of things that I heard on the podcast, like I said, The Place We Find Ourselves and his three-part series on healing. So he, the great thing about him is that he is a counselor, so he understands psychology, but he also brings a lot of theology and spirituality into it. So I guess the first thing I want to say about healing is that healing is not linear, And it doesn't just normally happen very quickly. So the clinical side of healing, um, Adam Young in his podcast refers to healing going in the shape of a U. He refers to the U diagram by psychologist Kathy Lorzel. So healing goes in the shape of the U. So in order to heal, we have to dip down into the pain, into the trauma, which I know is so scary. (laughs) We have to allow ourselves to feel our body, heart, and mind what, the, what those felt in those stories of pain, of heartbreak, and that woundedness in us. We have to really go into those stories that have brought about so much pain that we need to heal from. We have to engage our emotions and our bodily feelings. And he compares it to death. Like it feels like a death as we're going through healing. You have to enter into the sorrow and the grief to ultimately heal, to come out of the other side of the U. But you have to dip down to that bottom of the U first. And I want to say that for serious trauma, it's best to engage with a trained therapist because dipping down into those feelings can re-traumatize you if not done responsibly, which he definitely goes more in-depth in the first part of his healing series, which I would highly recommend. But for, yeah, someone dealing with serious trauma or something that was really, really difficult going into this, I mean, it's not going to be easy dipping down into those feelings and going back into those stories of pain. 
So that's really important to remember as well. But you really need to be re-engaging those feelings and those emotions instead of ignoring them in order to heal. That's such a good thing to bring up. And I think it's so good that you also say how, you know, I think the U shape is such a, a good image for this. And a lot of the times we don't talk about healing or there is shame about healing because people think that they're somehow like healing wrong because they're struggling or they're in pain. And that's not the case. A lot of times if, you know, it's, you know, think about having a wound, you know, healing that wound or resetting a bone or getting stitches is painful. And sometimes it can even be as painful as receiving the wound itself. So that's so good to highlight and bring to light. But Jackie, how do you feel like this connects to our spiritual lives? Yeah, so I think this was one of the most beautiful points that he made in this healing series, that the you parallels the story of Jesus's passion. It follows the pattern of Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and then Easter Sunday. So he says in the podcast, the core of the Christian narrative is contained in three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Jesus was crucified on a Friday. He was crucified and traumatized. On Sunday, he was resurrected. Despite the trauma and abuse of Friday, the resurrection on Sunday holds and holds deep hope. In order to get from Friday to Sunday, Jesus had to experience the hell of Saturday. There is no way to get from Friday to Sunday without, without dipping down into the valley of the shadow of death. So if you think about the story of Jesus, he was tortured, crucified, and killed. And on Saturday, he literally dipped down into hell. <laughs> into the very depths of death. He had to experience the hell of Saturday to get to the resurrection of Sunday. And so will we. I mean, Jesus tells us in scripture that we will take up our own cross. We will follow in his path and imitate him. And that is true also for our path of healing. And he also says in the podcast, Adam Young, that people want to skip from the Good Friday to the Sunday. I mean, and who doesn't? (laughs) Who wants to feel that pain all over again who wants to dip down into death (laughs) you know and we we ask ourselves why is it that way why do we have to go back into the pain and really re-enter those emotions and it's scary because we don't know if we will come back from that but as christians we believe that it's really in the depths of those pain and those pains that we meet jesus and we are comforted so in the podcast adam young refers to passage isaiah 61 where Isaiah says that he has been sent to comfort those who mourn, to bind up the brokenhearted. He says in Isaiah 61, verse 3, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of despair. And we see in the New Testament that Jesus refers to that letter, to that later in the Gospels, that he has come to comfort those who mourn, the brokenhearted. He wants to bring beauty from our ashes, from our pain. He wants to come to us and be with us in our suffering. I think that's so beautiful. And and the way, you know, you brought in that scripture too is just so wonderful. And it's easy, I think, from our perspective of sitting here comfortably talking about it to reflect on how beautiful it is and how wonderful it is but certainly someone going through the drudges of suffering or beginning this journey of healing and going into this and they're really going more down towards or at the bottom of that u-shape they could definitely be listening to this and asking why does this have to be part of our healing journey why can't god 
make this easier or less painful. If he's all powerful, why can't he just take me from point A to point B without having to dip down into this? Mm-hmm. So how would you answer that person? Oh man, I mean, this is a question that I, and I'm sure every person listening has asked ourselves. I mean, why do we have to go through this, God? Why can't you just take my pain away? And what I've really felt Jesus speak to me and what makes sense in scripture is that Jesus is asking us to do this because he did it himself. He's not asking us to do anything that he has not done. He understands because he experienced his own death. Um, a death that none of us will ever understand. He understands the very depths of our pains, of our deaths, of our trauma, because he himself dipped down into hell. And I think another really beautiful thing about this is that it's in those places of death, of brokenness, that is where we are most united to Jesus, where he truly wraps us in his his arms, where he comes to us most intimately. I think we really have to dip down into the ache. We have to feel the deep sorrow and pain because in every moment of pain, if we allow it to, is a moment with our chest pressed against the foot of the cross, looking up at our bruised and bleeding Savior. I think it's a moment that we become just a little bit more united to the aching heart of Christ and share in his suffering, a moment that just a sliver of our souls becomes one with the divine, and I think moment by moment, our broken, sinful hearts are transformed to reflect that of our Creator's. And I think we're healed and we're made new. So it's not only in our suffering and dipping down into that ache that we become closer to Jesus. It's where we become more like him, where we can imitate the suffering and pain that he went through. Wow, I just, I love everything that you've pointed out. And I especially love that picture you shared of how in our suffering, we're at the foot of the cross looking up at Jesus, dying for us. And I think you bring up such an important aspect of this that Jesus doesn't just want us to heal from our suffering. He also wants to make us like him. He also wants to help us grow and become more sanctified and be greater, be more Christ-like. And that that's also his heart and his motivation in this. And so that's such an important thing to highlight. Um, But could you maybe speak a little bit on how this has played out in your own story or your own personal healing journey. Yeah, for sure. So as I said at the beginning of the podcast, I will specifically be referring to just (laughs) some really difficult months that I recently had in my healing journey through all of that. Um, In my own story, I saw my impatience with my own healing. I just wanted to be healed. I wanted it to be done with. And it's true that Jesus does heal people quickly sometimes, we see, but there's also times that he doesn't. In the Gospels, we see there was a woman who'd been hemorrhaging for 12 years, and no one could heal her. And I'm sure she cried out to God so many times, but she went on through this excruciating suffering for years. And then she came up behind him, and we see in the Bible, and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. So in an instant, her bleeding stopped, and was it was very spontaneous that she felt healed. And he did finally heal her. He did. And it was he, she was so thankful and just never lost faith in him. But it took, it took years. It took 12 years. And I saw in my own story, I was so impatient. I wanted it to be done. And when it wa- wasn't, you know, healed as quickly. So I guess I can give you a little bit more of a look of what I went through. Um, last winter, I was hit by a car. <laughs> 
And then the same day, I went through a very heartbreaking situation. Someone just broke my heart into pieces. <laughs> so I, you know, I came out of that day with not only a, just a broken body, my body in so much pain. Also, my heart was just aching and bleeding. And I, of course, like went to God and I cried out to him. And after a month or so, when I was still feeling pain in my body, and still having so many aches and pains in my heart, I was like, God, what the heck is going on? I've been asking you to heal me and you're not. And I actually had an experience in physical therapy where I kind of admitted to my therapist that I had not been keeping up with my you know, exercises because I was being impatient. I was getting frustrated that I wasn't being healed and when I wanted to. So I just stopped doing my workouts. And she said to me, like, it's very important that you keep doing these stretches and exercises that I'm giving you because it will take time. <laughs> you went through something very traumatic with your body and you have to be consistent even when you can't see that the healing is happening or feel it like there are going to be periods where it doesn't feel better. But when you keep keep doing it, you will. And then I felt Jesus <laughs> say something to me very similarly. I felt him say to me, like, I will heal you. I will heal you in my own time, but you have to sit with me. You have to sit in the pain. You have to sit before me and you have to trust me in this journey. Like I am working. I'm mending your heart in my own time, but you have to let me in. You have to trust me. And I wasn't trusting him. I was trying to numb those feelings because I just felt like it was too much. You know, I didn't want to dip down into the you. <laughs> it was too much for me. So I would try to numb it with alcohol, distracting myself with Netflix and TV. And then, you know, Jesus just came to me and he was like, hey, <laughs> you have to sit with me. Like it is going to take time, but you have to sit with me and I will heal you. And when I finally let him into those those wounds and in those pains and I let him meet me in my deepest wounds and heartaches, I really... I felt him so much closer to me, closer than I ever had before. I felt like I was walking with Jesus with the crucifix and at the bottom, at the foot of the cross. And through that also, you know, I did feel Jesus make me more like him. I felt him make me more gentle, more kind hearted. I was able to more easily empathize with the suffering Christ, like really unite my suffering with Christ in that journey. And I felt like I grew more through that journey of healing than I ever would have if he had just spontaneously healed me. There was just so much I learned about myself. There were so many, so many insights I learned about Jesus's heart through really sitting with God. And that didn't mean it was easy. <laughs> it was painful. And there were times that I was just so frustrated with God, but it is definitely worth it. And I'm still healing. I mean, we're constantly healing. We're constantly going through this, dying to ourselves in different ways and then being resurrected. This is, we go through the passion over and over again in life. It's just what we go through over and over until we get to heaven. But it's in, it's in those suffering, in those, those valleys of death that we become closer to God. We become more like God in a way that I don't think we ever would without suffering. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that's so encouraging to for someone going through suffering to be able to hear your own experience. Um, I know you know everybody's at a different place in that journey, so we shouldn't compare. But it's so helpful and relatable to hear you know you talk about your impatience or you're feeling like you should be at a further place down the road than you already are. So. What kind of hope and encouragement can you give someone who is at that place where they are beginning their journey of healing, but they feel like they should be already further down the road? Yeah, for sure. So I think, yeah, we become very impatient with um, the timing and that we feel like we should be further along than we are, which I still feel that way sometimes. Um, but I think a really beautiful passage to look at in the Bible 
um, is St. Paul in 2 Corinthians. You know, sometimes healing takes a long time, and sometimes we don't even see that full healing until heaven. So I want to read something from St. Paul. He says, Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. So yes, there are struggles that the Lord uh, that will drag out and that the Lord may never take away from us until heaven. We may never be fully healed. And that's actually a fact. We're not going to be fully healed and free from struggle and such until heaven. But I think they're truly humbling and they force us to, to truly lean on God and press into the sacred heart of Jesus. Jesus is not scared of your woundedness when you feel like you're behind that actually makes us just run to him even more. When we're feeling weak, we run to him more and lay in his arms, and that's when he gives us his strength. So don't feel bad for feeling like you're not far enough in your journey or that you're weak. It's actually in his weak, our weaknesses that his glory is shown most greatly. He actually loves our weakness because it's there that he can, can come most deeply in us. Um, if we were just totally healed and going on in our lives and feeling like we were doing great, uh, would we really lean on Jesus as much as we should? No. (laughs) We would, um, St. Therese actually talks about this in her little way, uh, her theology, where she says that sometimes God lets us struggle through things so that we don't have the bigger struggle of pride. Because it's in our weaknesses that we realize how much we need God, how much we lean into him. So it's okay to still be struggling. It's in our very human nature, and that doesn't freak God out. God's not up there like, well, you should be doing better. (laughs) He's like, no, I just want you to bring those weaknesses to me. And of course, you know, try not to sin. I mean, we're talking about healing, but, you know, try your best, but know that you're ultimately going to have to lean on me anyway, and that's okay. That's so important to point out, and and so good for those who are listening who are feeling shame about their progress. You know, God doesn't look down on us and judge us for our supposed progress in our healing or where we are going or the fact that, you know, the person next to you is in your perspective healing faster than you that that's not how it's going Um, so as we kind of wrap up how would you encourage someone who's listening right now who is going through you know this you they're at the bottom of the you right now what encouragement would you have for them Um, one thing I would definitely say is kind of what I was just saying to not be Yeah, don't be scared of those wounds. It's okay to be going through this pain. We see that Jesus went through this as well. And we also see that it was in in Jesus' wounds that the greatest glory was brought about. So just knowing that in our own wounds, even if we can't see it yet, that's where Jesus will bring the most glory if we let him into it. So that's just something that has really helped me to keep going. And also, you know, people tell us, like, have hope, have hope. And that's something we should have as Christians, this Christian virtue. And G.K. Chesterton says, hope means hoping when things are hopeless or it is no virtue at all. As long as matters are really hopeful, hope is mere flattery or platitude. It is only when everything is hopeless that hope begins to be a strength. And I know you're saying, well, how am I going to have hope or how am I going to feel hopeful when I'm going through actual death? I am lingering in death. That's how Adam Young refers to healing and going at the bottom of that you. And I totally get it. And he actually talks about that in his podcast. He's going to say, you won't always feel hopeful, but that's okay. 
it will be painful, it will be hard, and it's not going to feel okay because it's not going to be okay. You know, when Jesus was in hell <laughs> on Saturday in the depths of hell, like, things were not okay. He was dead. <laughs> um, but it's okay to feel that way. Really, the way to show hope is just have the courage to name our despair and to really dip into that and linger in the death and trust that God is going to bring us out of it. Just going with the process, really dipping down into that valley of death and feeling that pain is showing hope. You don't have to necessarily feel the hope. It's in just going with the process and knowing, hey, I'm out of control. Because once you dip down into that valley of death, you're out of control at that point. You're giving God the freedom to, you know, be in control and get you out of that. And it's just trusting that he will. And it's not always going to feel good. And that's something people have to remember in the healing journey. And it's just we have to trust that after the pain, after the long, gruesome, and bloody journey that we have to go through, that all of us go through, we can have hope that we will come to the light of our own resurrection. Even if it takes weeks, months, or years, we know we will be healed. But in order to be healed, we have to dip down into that pain. Whether, you know, we have to go to, through therapy. We have to go through those things that we don't want to do. We have to go through the journey, our very own death. But we don't have to be afraid. Because Christ's story did not end with the crucifixion, but with the resurrection. Christ rose from the dead, and so will you. Thank you so much for sharing, Jackie, and for giving us all of that beautiful wisdom and hope and encouragement. And as you were talking, I was just thinking about one of my favorite hymns, which is In Christ Alone by Stuart Townend and Keith Getty. And one of the stanzas says um, there in the ground his body lay light of the world by darkness slain then bursting forth in glorious day up from the grave he rose again and as he stands in victory sin's curse has lost its grip on me for i am his and he is mine bought with the precious blood of christ and so as you're going through your journey of suffering remembering jesus's own journey of suffering that he was on the cross and he was laying in the grave, but he did rise on Sunday. So take that hope with you today. And as we close, just a reminder that we should talk.